1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Joined by Senator Marco Rubio, whose brand new book, Decades of Decadence, is in bookstores today, available at Amazon. I put the link over at Twitter. Senator, uh, on page 172, you write, the divide between people who live in this country and want it to prosper and those who see the U.S. as fundamentally racist, sexist nation that must be radically changed or dismantled if it wants it to survive. That's the key difference. And you go on to expand when this began, this difference began. I don't know how we end it. And decades of decadence says we've got to end of it, but how do we end it?
2: Well, first of all, I think it's important to understand that divide What's really important about it is that even though the group of people who believe this country is inherently evil and needs to be dismantled and restructured is small, the minority, they're a very powerful minority, they happen to be CEOs and they run media and they're at the top of government agencies and they control academia for a long time. And it really began when it it was almost, it was a lab leak from academia, okay? It was a virus that existed in higher education that got outside of the lab and has now infected the population or at least infected all of our major institutions. And I think the way we begin to stop it is standing up against it at every level. And, and that's why history is so important. You know, The French Revolution is a great guide. The French Revolution that began in many ways on you know, strong principles evolved into a hysteria that they, well, they wound up running out of people to guillotine. Um, and, uh, and so that's where we're headed here as well. It's become a hysteria, and people are learning the hard way that they won't stop. There's no institution or individual, no matter how woke you are. Eventually, they'll come for you. Look at the other day what happened at the White House. You know, Joe Biden decides to have this pride event. And then you've got this social media influencer, a man who's transitioned to being a woman and so forth, going topless and bragging about it. Um, and, you know, it's an embarrassment. Right. And to the country, it's distasteful, uh, no matter who it was. Um, so if, it's, it's what happens when when you begin to allow this thing to continue. It will not stop. It's a virus that will keep spreading until, you know, we stop it. Oh, so I think it really begins by calling it out for what it is.
1: Now, in decades of decadence, you write that we now call these things grievance studies, and we call it the successor ideology. And it all boils down to, in the term of art used by the left, opposition to Eurocentric, Euro-centric heteronormative patriarchy. Now, that does include pretty much the culture of grievance. It's absurd. I think most of America thinks it's absolutely absurd. But can the Republican Party reconstitute itself into dealing with this central ideological challenge at home while it deals with an aggressive Chinese Communist Party and General Secretary Xi abroad.
2: Well, and they're interrelated. I mean, just put yourself for a moment, if you can, in the position of some high-ranking official in Beijing watching what America is doing to itself. And they're thinking, look, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. These guys are doing a great job of dismantling themselves internally. I mean, you look at the social media pages of our military, I mean they've turned our aircraft carriers into cruise ships, you know, where they're having, you know, drag night and gay poetry readings and look, I don't care what adults do. I don't care what adults decide to do in the privacy of their lives and so forth, but you can't turn our institutions to a platform for hysteria on either side. I don't think we should have heterosexual night either on on the on the their job there is to defend us against our enemies, not focus on this lunacy. And so it just continues to spread and um and and you're right. I mean it is a rejection of the following, two-parent families, and not only is it a rejection of two-parent families, of, of traditional marriages. It, it's not, this is not tolerance of alternatives to these things. It is uh, intolerance towards anything that's traditional, that 5,500 years of culture and recorded human history have built up, that Western, what, what, that we inherit from Western civilization. and And the argument that these things are not just bad, that they're evil, they're destructive, they're racist, they're bigoted, they're discriminatory. Um, And and so we've gone from an argument of tolerance to a push for intolerance against everything that has been, that basically humankind and and, uh, common sense has told us works. You
1: know, Senator, if we had elections on the debate about the issues at the heart of this divide, Republicans would win them all. I think Donald Trump's presence in the election is going to obscure that fundamental debate. Do you for a moment worry that the Department of Justice is is incentivized to to get people to look away from an open border from transitioning children at the age of 10 from all of the lunacy by throwing trump into the middle of this with an indictment
2: well i I think clearly what's happened now is there are no guardrails left if you watch basically the entire american media landscape there is no penalty to be paid for going overboard on donald trump in fact it's celebrated right it's being celebrated on every network The, the commentators are giddy In some ways i think that's a good thing right because we used to pretend okay you know that journalist you know they don't like us they're probably biased but they're fair you know they'll give us a fair shot and if the other side does something really bad they'll report on that too now there's no pretending i mean i think that's the one thing donald trump has done is unmask that reality is is that um that these people are are that they you know they absolutely have an agenda and they don't feel they need to hide it they don't feel they need to hide it look the the president of, of cnn lost his job because he hosted a town hall with the leading presidential candidate on the Republican side at the moment. I mean, it's
1: like Senator Cotton's op ed in The New York Times, which you write about Uh, a single event brings a meltdown that causes hierarchy changes.
2: It's unreal. And it's what we're living through. But we got to talk about it. We got to fight against it. We got to build alternatives to it. And I think eventually we win people to our side. Most Americans are not ideological. They just want to have a job, raise their families, and retire with dignity. And we need to show them the path towards that.
1: And that argument is in Decades of Decadence by Senator Marco Rubio. It is a bestseller. It deserves to be a bestseller. Congratulations, Senator. Unlike any book by a senator I've read before, thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy.